The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the first chapter. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, I'm just going to put it out there. I have no idea how you follow confetti like that, but I'm going to try. It is, as Pastor Westermeyer mentioned in the welcome, it is the fourth Sunday of Advent. All four candles on the Advent wreath are now lit. And we find ourselves standing at the threshold of the greatest birth story ever told. But before we rush to that, let's wait just a minute. Because before we rush to the manger under the starry sky of Bethlehem and the shepherds keeping watch over their flock by night, we encounter one of the most important texts in all of Scripture and the oldest Advent hymn ever sung. Tradition tells us that Mary is about 13 or 14 years of age when the angel Gabriel appears before her. And it's important to note that in her cultural and religious context, her pregnancy would have been downright scandalous. At best, she would have been subjected to mocking and ridicule and gossip. At worst, she would have been subjected to death by stoning. So perhaps it's with that in mind that she makes her way and travels into the hill country to visit her oldest cousin, or her much older cousin, Elizabeth, 
who is soon to be a mother of a son who will be known as John the Baptist. God has chosen these two women to change the course of history, and they will. So when Mary arrives at Elizabeth's home and enters in, she joyfully announces her pregnancy, and she breaks out into song. The Magnificat, Mary's song. It is the longest recorded word spoken by a woman in the entire New Testament. And these words, her words, Her words are some of the most powerful and profound and prophetic words in all of Scripture. And though Mary is poor, she is not passive or submissive as people often assume or as she is often portrayed. And so this morning, I want to push back on that. I want to push back on those assumptions and portrayals of Mary because Mary is so much more than a vessel for the Christ child. We see in Mary's song, in the Magnificat, that she is a voice for anyone whose voice has been ignored or silenced. This rural peasant teenager shows all of us, shows the world what it means to balance fear with courage, doubt with faith, vulnerability with strength, and despair with hope. And so in this hope-drenched song, Mary reveals to the entire world God's breadth and depth and reach of God's love and justice in the world. She gives us a glimpse, a glimpse into a hope-filled, renewed and reordered world. She gives you and me a glimpse into Jesus' nature and a foretaste of his ministry to come. And in doing so, she gives each and every one of us, as well as the church, what it looks like when we are at our very best. 20th century German theologian Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was martyred at the hands of the Nazis in 1945, says it beautifully in a sermon that he wrote in Advent of 1933. This is what he writes. The song of Mary is the oldest Advent hymn. It is at once the most passionate, the wildest, one might even say the most revolutionary Advent hymn ever sung. This is not the gentle, tender, dreamy Mary whom we sometimes see in paintings. This is the passionate, surrendered, proud, enthusiastic Mary who speaks out here. This song has none of the sweet nostalgic or even playful tones of some of our Christmas carols. It is instead a hard, strong, inexorable song about collapsing thrones and humbled lords of this world, about the power of God, 
and the powerlessness of humankind. These are the tones of the women prophets in the Old Testament that now come to life in Mary's mouth. For anyone who has ever been on the margins, the exploited and the abused, the hurting and brokenhearted, the hungry and the poor, the abandoned and discarded. For anyone who has ever felt, even for just a second, less than. This is good news. Now let me be clear, Mary's song is not about creating class conflict. It's about reorienting us and all of humanity to live in a different way. And yes, that is completely and totally countercultural. It's about seeing one another as beloved children of God. It's about listening to one another, loving one another, caring for one another. It's about being part of God's kingdom, something bigger than ourselves. It's about shining God's light and love out into the world in everything we do and say. Christmas will be here soon enough. I'm sure many of you have things to do this week in order to prepare. But let's not rush it. Instead, let us learn from Mary and give thanks for her courage, for her faith, for her strength, and for her hope. Let us give thanks for and learn from her profound and prophetic words of her song proclaimed to a broken and hurting world. Words that are as true today as they were 2,000 years ago. So today, I invite all of you to join with Mary in boldly singing her song. So every voice is heard, every person is seen, and every life is valued. So that everyone can come to know and feel the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. On this, the last Sunday of Advent, may your soul magnify the Lord, and may your spirit rejoice in God your Savior. Let it be so. Amen.